You know, starting Dubiology was tough. However, it couldn't have been any more difficult if I wasn't using Anchor. Thankfully, I was. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast on your phone or PC at any time. Anchor also allows you to distribute your podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more websites that allow editing for podcasts. Best part about it? It is all free. F-R-E-E. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Anchor.fm is the website link again. Thank you. One. Hello. Welcome to Dubiology. Long time no see again. Uh, I'm back officially. It's the summer. This is my first episode of phase two of the podcast, so that's pretty nice. Uh, starting off with a bang, I have Lily. Lily, introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Lily. I go to school with Doobie. We're, we've been pretty good friends since, like, what, freshman year? Freshman year, yeah. Yeah. You were actually in the classroom where I was uh, discussing the podcast, the origins of this podcast. Was it health? It was health class, yes. Yes. The worst class ever. Yeah, that was not a fun time for me. Um, I, but- I personally really liked learning about um, how babies are made. Yeah, that was that yeah. was very fun and STDs and stuff like that. That was oh, just wonderful. Yeah, pid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but today, me and Lily are going to go over. Uh, well, I should mention this is going to be another series of episodes that we're going to do, and I'm going to have a specific person on those episodes. That person's going to be Lily, and we're going to review Deftones albums. Woo! Um. She wanted to start off with White Pony, and I said, that's all right. And I'm going to say this right now. White Pony is a great album, but it's actually in the mid-tier of Deftones albums for me, which says a lot about Deftones in general. They have, um, every single album is amazing by them, but I just, this is the first album that I heard when I started listening to them. So it's like near and dear to my heart. Yeah, I think the first album I heard was either, I think, yeah, it was White Pony. So, like, obviously, like, it holds a special place in your heart. But then you listen to it, and you listen to more of their albums, and you're like, it's good, but, like, there's better. That's always what I've thought about White Pony. Yeah. But I listened to the album before we did this review, and I said, hey, this moved up a few tiers, because it was originally, like, near the bottom. And I was like, whoa, this is not a bad album at all. It was actually yeah. has a lot of good uh, songs on it, and, you know... I wanted to do a review about it, because it's good. Yes. So, we're going to start off with uh, just going over how White Pony originated when it released, stuff like that. White Pony is the third studio album by the American alt-metal band Deftones. It was released in June of 2000. Uh, We recorded this episode on June 20th, because it is going to be, I think it's the 22nd anniversary of White Pony. It came out 22 years ago today. Oh my god, period. Yeah, and today is Chino Marina. That's pretty cool. Would see 49? 40, 49, yep. He's so young. Yeah, I know, it's so I crazy. Keep, I, thought... I keep thinking he's like mid-50s. No, I think he was like mid-50s as well, going into his 60s. Maybe we're just really overthinking it. Yeah. But um, it came out in June of 2000 on this day. The recording sessions, uh, they took place between August and December of 1999. And uh, White Pony was also around the time where Deftones got a huge popularity boost and is widely considered uh, their best album by critics and fans alike, which I, I understand why. White Pony is kind of the basis for Deftones switching up their style because um, 
in an interview for White Pony before the release, Chino was like, hey, you know that new metal thing that's kind of failing and being bad? Well, when those bands go down, we're not going to be one of them. So we got to like figure something out and switch up our style so that we're not just new metal. Yeah, I feel like a lot of new metal kind of died once it hit around like 2010. But Deftones is still a widely known and listened to band. Even today. Uh, today, like, yeah. I don't think they're, they're more uh, alt rock than alt metal, in my opinion. Yeah. Still very good. It, they've uh, actually had like a more experimental song called Ceremony that was like cyber pop. Cyber pop shoegaze a little bit. Yeah, it, it was very interesting coming from a new metal band. Holmes is actually a really good album. I can't wait to review that one. Um, the album also incorporated influences from, as I mentioned, shoegaze, progressive rock, and also trip hop into alt metal sound, in which the band would later become known for. Um, an example of trip hop would be the song. Uh, is it Knife Party? It is Knife Party. Yes. Uh, oh, that is one of my faves. It's probably like my top three on the album. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they use the turntables a lot more often in White Pony, which also, you know, helps songs like, as I mentioned, Knife Party, Teenager's a good song. You can hear the turntables being used, and that incorporates elements of chip-hop. Um, what else did I say? Shoegaze is more uh, songs on White Pony known as Elite, Passenger. Uh, those are the only two I can think of. And then yeah, Progress... When I... Sorry. When I... When I think of shoegaze, I think more of like slow dive. My slow dive, Valentine. you know, some of their more uh, cosmic songs are considered shoegaze. So, like, it's yeah. not really white. I mean, shoegaze is in the White Pony album, but like, it's more throughout Saturday Night Wrist and mm-hmm. uh, Diamond Eyes and stuff like that. For sure. Yeah, uh, progressive rock would be songs like Change, uh, Street Carp, Digital Bath. I, I forgot about Digital Bath. Jesus such a great song digital bath used to be my birth control alarm so now whenever i listen to it i like internally freak out i'm like oh my god i have to go take my medication no (laughs) it's just the worst idea that you can do for yourself is set one of your favorite songs as an alarm because then it is no longer your favorite song yeah and then you like get these flashbacks you're like oh i gotta do this and you're like no you're past that stage of your life you can't do that anymore yes I had Weezer as my wake-up song when I was really depressed. Oh, God. Because nothing wakes you up more than Weezer, am I right? Right. It's a great day to, great way to start your day. Yeah, just hearing Rivers Cuomo scream into the microphone. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, Frank Degato, the, t- uh, the turntablist for Deftones, he, he didn't debut on White Pony, but he officially debuted on White Pony, if that makes sense. Yeah. He worked with them on Around the Fur and Adrenaline, but he became a full-time member in White Pony. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. I didn't. It's right. also their highest-selling album, as it is certified platinum. Change, The House of Flies, and Back to School are also the album's two most successful singles, along with Digital Bath, which is the leading single, I think. Rightfully so. Digital Bath is such a good song. Yes. I think I made like a quintessential Deftones songs like list my top 20 and I think Digital Bath is like within the top 10. Yeah, for sure. That's a great song. Yeah. Do you know it's about giving someone an electrocution? I figured it was about killing someone because it's like 
I well, I feel like a lot of their songs are about killing someone or yeah. dark subject matters. Uh, speaking um, of dark subject, oh, sorry. Well, isn't there one of the songs? Um, I don't know how to say it. It's like Fate Sierra or something. F- f- it, it's okay. I know what you're talking about. It's on White Pony. I don't know how to pronounce it. Either. Yeah. But Chino said that he got it off of like a Portuguese magazine. It was like a name, and he thought it was cool for a song, so he just used it. Yeah, isn't it about being raped yes. by a woman? Yes. Yeah, so they they do um, very dark and like heavy subject matters. They do dark and heavy subject matters, but White Pony was also the basis for Deftones starting to do fantasy type lyrics. So, Change in the yeah. House of Flies and stuff like that. Especially Change, because like I watch you change into a fly. Okay. No one can do that, but you know. Yeah. You know, yeah, fantasy. Woo, fantasy is awesome in songs. It is. It's uh, one of my the, favorite genres this, of anything. Yeah, fantasy. I mean, anything related to fantasy albums, anything like that. It's just usually a good album. The song Elite off of White Pony also won a Grammy Award for Best Metal Performance as well, which is something I didn't know upon doing research. Oh, I didn't know that they've gotten any type of Grammys. Or... Me neither. Uh, it's actually one of my least favorite Deftones songs. That says a lot. Um Back to school, I want to mention that um, Chino Marino di- doesn't really like the song. The band's expressed disinterest in the song at concerts. It was supposed to be a, a reinterpretation of the album's, you know, closer. Yeah, it was supposed to be like the closer, which I think it is on the album, with more hip-hop influences. So it's another trip-hop influence song. Um, the band has actually come out to dislike the title song and the placement on the album itself. I don't know why, but I don't know. That's what I- I think Back to School is a really good song. I so think it's, it's a song as well. Like, it's not, like, top-tier Deftones, but it's a decent song. Right. Um, I'd rank it, like, 7 out of 10, because usually on, a, like, a scale of 1 through 10, 7 is usually, you know, these these songs are good. And then 8 through 9, yeah. like, oh, these are elite, borderline elite songs. Yeah, I would say it would be, like, if I had to rank the songs in the album, it would be more towards, like, the mid-lower half. Yeah, me too. Definitely agree with that. Um, plus, back to school. I mean, usually it's a song I used to play whenever I had to wake up for uh, first day of school, which is just really cringy now that I go back and look at it. Um, White Pony takes its sound inspiration from bands such as Tool, Faith No More, and Nine Inch Nails, which is something I also didn't know. I Every time I listen to Passenger, it sounds like a Tool song to me. Yeah, that's what I always so thought as well. I could totally see that. That's why Def- it's not one of my favorites, because it just doesn't sound very Deftones. like yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like Tool as a band, but like usually if a band gets its inspiration from another band, it sounds too much like that band. I'm like, you could have yeah. came up with something original. I, I mean, I love Passenger as much as the next person, but you know, I, I now that you said that, I probably won't get that out of my head. Thanks, silly. You're welcome. You just ruined that song ruin for me. <laughs> uh, the album also um, saw Chino Marino write more about fantasy, as I mentioned. I don't know why I read that. Rather than real world conflicts, um, for example, in Digital Bath, it's about one being electrocuted while heavily and intimate, or like while in a heavy, heavily intimate encounter in a bathtub. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking more. It is up there. Uh, I mentioned how Change is also, you know, about a fantasy song. And the lyrics literally don't make sense, but it's awesome. Chino actually compared it to Being Quiet uh, and 
being quiet. Be quiet and dry far away, calling it a beautiful metamorphosis of a song. Yes, it definitely feels like a catharsis. It feels like you're in a dream. Letting go of all negative emotions. Absolutely. And I think Be Quiet and Drive is more of a, I don't know, when I listen to that song, I get ideas of, you know, someone who's trying to uh, get attached to someone more. I don't know. That's what I think when I ever hear that song. Yeah. I think one of their most underrated songs on that album, on White Pony, would definitely be Teenagers. Uh, Teenager is a good song. I know people don't like that song, which I don't understand the hate for Teenager because I think Teenager is a relatively great song. It, I you think know, it's very lovey-dovey. Yeah, lovey-dovey. It's one of those Deftone songs where it's like if I had to put it in like a love playlist, it'd be in there. For sure. It's, which it's, it's a, almost a good like breakup song, like letting go of someone. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Deftones is really good at displaying emotions, like any emotion. Like, oh, if I was angry, I'd listen to a song such as like Diamond Eyes or uh, what's an angry Deftones song I'm trying to think of? Um, seven Good words. Morning Beautiful is one of my favorite songs by Deftones. I haven't heard that. It's on uh, the self-titled album, which is also happens to be uh, one of my favorite albums as well. Oh my goodness, I'll have to give it a listen. Super good. It's about bipolar depression. So I think that's a big reason as to why I like it, because I struggle with that. Yeah. My notes were shorter than I thought. Um, No, I guess we're going to go into opinions and stuff like that. Just talk about what we really think about the album, where we rank it. Um, As I mentioned earlier, I do like the album, and I respect it for what it did to the band. Switching the format for the band, you know, incorporating those elements that we hear in different Deftones albums and songs alike. However, I still think it's a tad bit overrated nowadays. That does not mean it's bad. It's just, you know, a community says a song is like, I mean, says an album or a song is better than, you know, what it really is. But I think when a, a lot of people think about Deftones, White Pony comes into mind. Yeah. And I, I have a friend, Jack Water, who's been on the podcast twice. And uh, I wouldn't say he's a fan of Deftones, but I told him to listen to White Pony. And whenever I talk about Deftones, he's like, my favorite Deftones album is uh, the album with the horse on it. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> when I announced this episode on Instagram, he actually commented, oh, my God, he's doing the episode with the horse. Oh, my goodness. This lovely guy. Love Jack. What do you think? Well, I have... I would say I have mixed emotions about the album, but I really don't because it's one where I can just go to and I know if I press shuffle, I'm going to like every song that comes up. Um, like one of my favorites is Knife Party. Knife Party is a great song. It's, I love the experimental, like almost screaming in the back tracks. Um, Near the like the bridge set. Yeah, I believe they were in the studio recording it and they heard someone else in the studio, I don't know her name, and they just asked her to scream into the microphone for their song. That and I like that song. it's Mado- Yeah, it's like fear inducing, but it's also very um melodic. A lot of goosebumps listening to that. Yeah, I like to try to scream it in my car when I'm driving to work. Um it does not sound the same. Yeah, she hits those high Period. notes, too. Yeah. yeah, I can't do that. I can't sing at all on second scene. 
Um, if I could I... pick a song from the album that I would blur out through a obviously passenger because duh that's a good one yeah my my mom okay so my mom's a big tool fan Mm -hmm. and so she has a very very broad music taste but i remember being like mom you're gonna love deftones and she was not a fan at first and she used to text me every day her daily deftones report where she would listen to a song and say how far she got into it before she switched Just it. And stop she got listening. pretty yeah. I remember I remember she got far into passenger, she got pretty far into mascara. Um, but they're not really her speed. Mm-hmm. And uh I tried recommending that tones to a few friends as well. Someone said they prefer more upbeat music, which I get that. I think about it. Deftones is a very I wouldn't say songs where they can pick up the pace. I also have most of the songs, you know. Down paced solid but that's what I was thinking of. You don't get a sense of you don't get a sense of urgency. Yeah, it's like a journey listening to every song. I mean, that's honestly most Deftones albums, you know, slow. And then the mix of, you know, faster songs. Like, oh, Leather's off of Koineokin. Can't wait for Koineokin. That's in my top five favorite albums ever. So that obviously means that's my favorite Deftones album. But um, Koineokin's like a perfect for mixing up elements and, uh, you know, having those slower songs, but also having those faster paced songs and songs that display emotions. Like, Romantic Dreams is my favorite Deftones song. And that's a good example of, you know, slow but also very fast paced and then after that i think is uh on that album i don't know which song is next i think it's what happened to you or entombed but those are also pretty good songs rosemary oh, is great rosemary is my personal favorite because that's own song like ever i've like top three because i have a very very close friend and we've been friends for so long her name's rosemary and it's such a beautiful song, and my friend is such a beautiful soul. That it so now, whenever you listen, to... the connotation reminds me of her. I never put like songs like that. Usually, when I listen to songs, I do think of people, but like I never mm-hmm. put two and two together. You're like, hey, I have a friend named Rosemary, and there's a song named Rosemary, and you know, yeah, you know it mixes you know Rosemary. Well. I do know Rosemary. Yes. Yeah. So She'll be very pleased to learn that we're talking about her. Yes. I just, yeah, she's one of my best friends. And so she's awesome. It's a cathartic song for a very cathartic person. Period. I never thought of it that way. Love you, Rosie. <laughs> we do love you. You're awesome. But I'm still very upset at you for picking up ice cream with your bare hands. Um, okay, that's disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like a joke. She posted something on her story with like an ice cream scooper. And she like, put it in the like cone. It was like a fake thing, though. It was like fake ice cream. Like the ones you see at like the family museum or oh something. Oh my gosh, I've seen that, yeah. <laughs> and then she recently. picked the second one up with her like bare hands. She's like, I had no choice. And I was like, no excuse. Terminated! Oh my god. Um, Yeah, that's a lot of great songs. Really changes up the pace. But uh, it's become a tad bit overrated. That's just a summary of what we've talked about in the last five minutes. Yeah, it's uh, been a it, it's been a really... It was a really great album. It still is. 
Um, but I wouldn't say that it's my favorite. It's definitely up there for me just because I haven't dived into Deftones in as depth as you have. Um, I became a fan about two years ago. So I'm like not to, very deep into it. I like to think I didn't go too in-depth with Deftones. There's people that know way more than I do. But then I talk to people that, like, you know, have gone in-depth with Deftones. They're like, you're really in-depth. And I don't think about it that way. But then I've been listening to Deftones for, like, five years now. So that makes a lot of sense. Right. Like, you, Deftones to you is Lana Del Rey to me. I know everything about that woman. I know every one of her songs, every single album. I could talk about her for like 10 years straight, I swear. Lana Del Rey is a queen. Her... Ooh, this isn't about Lana, so oh. I'm not <laughs> saying broke... anything else. But... I, was trying to... I have like a stress pen, and I accidentally bit into it, and I accidentally snapped it. <laughs> yeah, Lana Del Rey is... Whew. We're going to stay on topic, even though we, we could talk about that for hours. Um, right. I want to get more into Lana Del Rey, honestly. Like, I've listened to a few of her albums, but I haven't really gone, you know, more in depth than I have with other female artists. I could make a playlist for you of all my top songs by her, but it would end up being, like, four hours long, so. I'm totally okay with that, because I had a friend who was also on an episode of this podcast. It was the third episode. It was the serial killer one. And uh, she made me a playlist for K-pop. And I listened through it, and it was like three hours long. But now I listen to K-pop pretty regularly because of her. So thanks, Cadence. Right. Shout out to people who help their friends explore music. Literally. Especially those who listen to like specifically one genre. Right. I know... I wouldn't say I'm not not to be one of those. Oh my god, I'm not like other girls. <laughs> but I wouldn't say that I I never listen to the radio. I don't really. It's just because I like music to have a special meaning to me, and I feel like a lot of what plays and what a lot of kids our age really enjoy listening to doesn't give me the emotional like connection that I need to music. They don't relate. Like they just they just sound catchy. Mostly mm-hmm. songs nowadays are about the same stuff and it gets repetitive. I get what you mean. Yeah. Like don't don't um get me wrong. I love a good song about sex, but I don't need I don't need it constantly to be playing in my ears. Literally. Um which is ironic because a lot of Deftone songs just sound horny. Yeah, uh, in like 10 songs right now that are just very sexual. Good songs, like though. Like, Deftones does a good job Great songs. I uh, like when guys listen to Be Quiet and Drive and they're like, this This is the best part of the song. And it's just Chino Moreno moaning into a Moaning into his microphone, yep. Yeah. It's like, ugh. And people are just like, oh, that's all Deftones is. And I was like, that's why they're so great. It's very awesome. Yes. Yes. Uh, the last there thing was, I put in my... Oh, sorry. There was one thing that we wanted to get into about... Oh, yeah. um, they have, in their first album, Adrenaline, there's a song called Seven Words, and it's been a great song. I've listened to it a lot. Um, it's my favorite song off of that album. But I recently found out that they say the N-word in the song. 
near the end in the part where Chino is rapping, he does say the N-word. I forgot the context behind it. I don't think it was a hard R, because I did go back and listen to it before I No, I don't this. think it was either. Um, but it's just interesting to me that uh, no yeah. one's really ever talked about that with how heavy cancel culture is in uh, society. Lily, <laughs> people have talked about it. TikTok exists. Um, yeah. I think a thing last year that I remember going out um, through TikTok is that people tried canceling Deftones for that. And I went on and I talked about it on Discord in a server I'm in, a server I have. And I said, the thing about that is Chino and the band was like in their early 20s, maybe teenage years in 1995, I, I think. Chino was 22 when that album 22, was yeah. released. Still essentially a teenager along right. with the other band. I mean, along with the rest of the members of the band. The thing, I mean, hold people accountable for the actions, but I honestly don't think that it was a bad thing considering the neighborhood they grew around. They lived in like a hood in Sacramento of California. Um, they were raised around a lot of gang violence and stuff like that. And when I think the song, so, sorry. When you're so young and that's all you've been exposed to, it's very easy for you to not think about the morals, especially because things have become so different from 95 to 22. And that's also another thing. People don't... This is recorded in the 90s when, you know, the King riots were still a big thing. Um, Black Lives Matter wasn't really... I mean, it still was a thing, but it wasn't like a mainstream thing. Um, right. I think the whole basis of seven words is around minorities being, you know, brutally ambushed. Police brutality. That's all seven words is about. People... Right. Seven, seven words are you have the right to remain silent. And, you know, obviously that's a song about the police. People don't put two and two together most of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's more of a comment about racial injustices more than it is, you know, just throwing around a slur for no reason. Yeah. And it's not, I mean... Chino's also going on to say that's the reason they don't really perform that song as much at live concerts, and they don't case for it for that reason. Chino, it's not like he ignored it. He's still bad about saying it today, and he holds himself accountable. So, I respect And that's all that society can really ask for. That's not like you can go back and re-record. Right. You can choose not to listen to a song or a band, but I do think that cancel culture has um, blinded people of the fact that you can separate the art from the artist because art is very versatile and very meaningful and individualistic to many people and to connotate it with a certain person that created it doesn't make sense to me that is an awesome explanation I'm very glad I had you on this episode yes I'm I'm a very big music lover, and um, I have my three guitars that I'm looking at right now. But um, yeah, it's just it's always been something that's been very dear to me, and I think that it's a form of self-expression that shouldn't have restrictions on it. Yeah, that was wonderful. Yeah, it was nice uh, being on this episode. It was a great honor. Uh, before we end it, I usually I'm gonna do this for album review. Kanye West albums with Jack uh, this summer, but <laughs> I'm gonna do my uh, ratings. Uh, White Pony, listening to it, uh, I think it's 
better than the album's gore and adrenaline, but slightly beneath Ohms and Around the Fur. It's a fun little album. I would recommend yeah. to anyone that's uh, starting to listen to Deftones because it's like their main album that got them mainstream. I know I'd say that around uh, that was around the fur, but White Pony really started the basis for what Deftones would sound like over the next 20 years. Yes, it was their more modern um, sound. Yeah, I would say the classic Deftones albums are Adrenaline through White Pony and then Modern is self-titled through Ohms. Yes. Um. I would say White Pony is a 7.5. That's very fair. Yeah, it's a good I album. Would... It's not in the elite tier for me, though. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would say it's one of my top albums by Deftones, but it's not my top album. I say my, I'd say, <laughs> I'd say my top three are Koino Yoken, obviously. And then I usually flip-flop between Saturday Night Wrist and the self-titled, but both all those albums are in my top 40. Yeah. Yeah, White Pony, I would give it more generously an 8 out of 10. Fair. Because every song I could listen to, and I know I wouldn't skip any songs, which is hard for me to do and, and when I listen to albums because I'm very picky about my mood and what music matches it. For the mood, yeah, I do that as well. Mm-hmm. That is all today. I really appreciate everyone and for those who did listen all the way through. Um, this is the first music related episode I did, unless you want to say the 70s and 80s was also music, even though I just talked about the decade, not really music in general specifically. This is the first general music topic episode that I've done, and also the first of phase two, which is going to go into more deeper serious topics which i also talked about um the next episode will be a pride month episode that i originally wanted to keep secret and uploaded as a bonus i figured it'd get a lot of listeners so i might as well just announce it uh, i'm gonna announce that on snap on instagram lily thank you for being here and uh yeah, the next album for having me yes of course you were very fun yeah i would agree i'm fun you're fun it's a fun it's episode just, it just makes for fun yeah and obviously, we're going to review all the Deftones albums, but we're going to go over which one we want to do next. We're going to carefully plot this out. Yeah. Thanks again. Bye, everyone. Yeah. Bye. Woo. Thanks for watching this episode. If you like this episode, make sure to check out other social media outlets for Dubiology, such as my Instagram and Snapchat. My Instagram is dubialgy2022, and my Snapchat is also dubialgy2022. You can also find me on other social media outlets soon enough. This is just a little thing I'm putting at the end of my episodes at this point in time. This will be updated soon. Otherwise, thank you for all the support lately. Thank you for watching this episode. I really hope you enjoyed. Thanks.